Welcome to our podcast. Your angels are talking. Are you listening? Inspirational Stories of Angelic and Universal Miracles. This is episode number six, Counting Your Blessings, Duality Through the Darkness. We have our special guest, Funmi Olutili from Africa, and she is an entrepreneur Kajabi expert, business mentor, digital course creator, certified business and life coach, and a creative services director for her newly founded business, Heart and Hustle Biz. Thank you so much for joining our broadcast today. I hope you enjoy. Love and light, everybody. Hey everybody, Jess Intuitive Angel Healer here with your Grounded. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today and welcome to another episode of Your Angels Are Talking. Are you listening? Inspirational stories of angelic and universal miracles. This podcast is all about the magic that the universe contains and helps open your eyes and mind to the fact that we turn a blind eye to spirit. And this causes us to miss out on the joy and beauty each day holds. Abundance is all around us and comes in many different forms. But how often do we take the time to count our blessings? Say thank you to the universe just for waking us up today. Or just be content with the love inside our souls. If you are wondering or asking yourself right now, how do I break up with fear and embrace the miracles of my angels so I can create the life I desire? Well, the universe has brought you to the right podcast. Today, we have a special guest from Nigeria, Africa. Her name is Funmi. Hi, Funmi. How are you? Hi, Jesse. Fine. Thank you. Nice. And she has a story that might just turn you into a believer if you aren't already. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you. Let's, uh, I'll give a little bit of background here. You're a certified business and life coach. You are an entrepreneur and a business mentor and a couple of other things. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you and hear about your miracles story and how your angels you lost it all and then you got it all and now you're just moving forward with a new path so tell us all about it i mean like you said i'm an entrepreneur a business mentor i have my applications in business coaching and i also have a certificate in as a life coach i don't practice my life coaching but i do focus on my business coaching and i'm also what you call a kajabi expert um, Kajabi is an all-in-one platform that is used, you know, by people all over the world to, for their designs, their web designs, their digital courses, membership sites, and all of that. So that's me professionally. And um, personally, I'm married. I've been married for about 17 years, and I have two daughters, both teenagers, 16 and 13. 
my story, it's been a long journey. One I'm grateful for, you know, how we even met was, was circumstantial. I had just told a client turned friend less than 12 hours, you know, before I met you. And, you know, she, I had sent her a copy of my webinar, the PDF form, and I put a bit of my story. Of course, I couldn't have put everything. And she came back and was like, oh, I almost started crying when I read your story. And I was like, you don't even know the story. You know, I couldn't put the story there. And she was like, the world needs to hear you. You have a story to that. We just laughed about it. And I said, yeah, someday, you know, and then less than 12 hours later, you were inviting me to like come on this journey. So, I mean, that itself is a miracle, you know, and one I'm grateful for. And I've had um, occurrences like this, you know, happen to me at different points in life, but I'll try to start from what I like to call the beginning. And that's the birth of my children. When my first daughter was born, I had a great job. I was working with the government and it was something, it was easy for me. It wasn't, I wasn't stressed over it, but I knew I wanted the time to stay with her. And my husband had a very good job, you know, so that wasn't a problem. His earnings could take care of us, you know, so it was, it was an easy decision. So I stepped back, I became a homemaker. And then later I started to do a little bit of things here and there. When my second daughter was born three years later, she had some developmental delays. She had, she had speech delay. She had um, water in the brain, you know, and so many complications and all of that. And we didn't even know if she was going to survive. But by faith, you know, we kept at it and you know, she, she started to come out of it and it was all looking good. So I really enjoyed those times at home because, I mean, I didn't know this was in my future, you know, to have a child who would need me and all of that. But I had the time to take care of her. And by the grace of God, I nursed her back to health. And she's doing really great. She's 13 now. But along the line, my husband got an even better job but he had to be away six months out of a year. So he will be home this month. Next month, he will be offshore because he was working with an oil and gas company. So he will be offshore for a month. He will be home for a month. And we were so fed up. I told him, look, I didn't plan to be a single parent. My first daughter missed him so much when he wasn't around. And then my second daughter started to grow and she didn't know who he was. So when he would come home, she would like shy away from him. You know, she, she, she was a stranger. I mean, he was a stranger to her. But she grew very close to my dad. And um, she always called when my husband would come home and she saw how my first daughter was relating with him. She would try to relate and then she would call him grandpa. And my husband was so upset by that, that no way, that's your grandpa, I am your dad, you know, and they had this strange, even though she was just a child, but they had this strange relationship and he got to the point, he said, hey, I need to make a decision. It's either my family or this job. He told them at his workplace, he said, do you have a spot for me in Lagos where we live? And they said, no. So he started to cut, you know, other companies. Mind you, he was working in a multinational company, so they have standards, they have 
you know, all of that. The standards were not the same. The appreciation was not the same. The way they um, treated their staff was not the same. And at some point, he got so fed up. And when he saw, look, this is going nowhere, he walked out of it. And we all thought, oh, it's just a matter of time. He'll get something else. But something else did not come. And remember, I was just doing little things by the side and all of that. So eventually, he didn't go back to a paid employment. He started his own business. And we all know what um, floating a new business is anywhere in the world. You would imagine that, oh, I mean, just give it a few months. But here we were year after year after year. And everything just seems to start like going downhill. I tried, I tried to do this, to do that, but it wasn't the same because I didn't have any background in, in business at that time. To cut the long story short, along the line, my mom, who was like my best friend, I'm the first daughter of four. So my mom, who was like my everything, she was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, two years later, she lost the battle. So I was kind of like, I was 30 at that time. And I was kind of confused. You know, I, I didn't really know what to do. And in my culture, a lot is expected from you when you are the first child. Your siblings are looking up to you. Everyone was telling me, hey, you have to take care of your dad. This, that, that, you know, and broke down. Finances didn't improve businesses did not improve we had of course little in terms of savings and all of that at some point we did get a respite a home that my mom had built and all that it was sold we were all given some portions of the proceeds and then my husband's retirement money from the major companies he had worked for also came in so we pulled it together we sat and we're like okay so what do we do and we decided to start a school. We were both interested in education, but we are known, even though we like to keep things very simple, we are known to always want to put the best in everything we do. And so we put all of our investments in the education sector. We floated a nursery and primary school, beautiful school. We had you know, people who, foreigners, nationals, locals, working for us and we're actually pulling in children from different countries of course they live here but um their parents live here so it was a school that actually attracted international standard and we started pulling in children from all over and we were happy but the pressures came we were kind of like tricked into this and before you knew what was before you know what was happening we lost everything that we had. Suddenly, we just got a notice, you have to leave this place. And this was the place we had refurbished. We were even thinking of buying at some point. We need to sell it. We were like, we've invested all that we have, but they just didn't care. So we had no choice. We left. When things really went downhill, we had a property that we were trying to develop. We had to sell most of what we had we moved into rented accommodation after rented accommodation we couldn't pay our rent at some point we went back to live with my dad for about two years because he was like why don't you guys just come here and where i'm from school owners don't try to understand 
So once you can't pay your children's school fees, they just politely tell you stay at home. And we didn't want them to go to like public schools because of the standards. So it was always a struggle. So the little we're getting from our businesses was practically going for school, you know, paying their school fees. Really got, I mean, so bad, so bad. And, you know, when I remember those times, I can only think about the fact that, I mean, it's just by grace that we made it through because I know so many other people who would have tried to hurt themselves or, you know, just take themselves out of the, the equation. But we had that resilience. We had faith. Through it all, yeah, we did see that miracles do happen. So out of the blues, I remember when, when I first brought my business online and it was time to pay for my subscriptions, my email, my website, everything was due at the same time. They had been sending notices from these companies, but there was nothing I could do because I wasn't making any money. My husband's business, whatever was coming in, was practically going for feeding my children and making sure their school was taken care of and all of that. And I just woke up and saw that everything had gone. My website was I was kicked out, email kicked out, everything was gone. And I remember crying so bitterly that, so all I've been doing online for several years is just gone in one second, it's gone. But my husband came home, he went out, he came home, he saw me, he was like, what happened? So I told him, I said, everything I've worked for is gone. And he left the house so dejected. On his way out, he met a friend someone from church and my office is just down here come over let's 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 sit and talk so he went and by the time he was leaving the man was like you know this time will pass it was as if someone had informed him that something was wrong you know and he said you know this time will pass right so he encouraged him and he actually wrote out a check and just gave it to him my husband didn't ask there was no discussion. He had no idea, but it's like he was just a God sent at that time. He was the angel at that time. The, the check he gave, we cleared it, paid all the bills that were due, had leftovers. And then miracle after miracle just started to happen, started to pick up. I found Kajabi totally by accident. A client had asked if I could work on it. And I said, why not? because I learned to say I can do everything and then I find a way to like to get the solution. So I told her, yes, I can. So I went into Kajabi. I figured it out. I did her job and she was happy. I was happy. And that was how I found Kajabi. And that's how my business really started to pick up. So that's just a summary where I'm coming from. It's a story of hope even for me. And, you know, I'm just appreciative of, of that time. Well, I am moved to tears over here with your story because I've had that moment. I had that moment with my, that same moment with my business. I wanted to do my business right. I wanted to make sure I didn't look janky and I wanted to have my .com and have everything perfect. I paid that money. I made this beautiful website and it was only $20. At that moment, I didn't have the money to pay for it. And they were being really ridiculous hosting place. 
was telling me right. like they made me feel even worse about it. I was like, well, thanks. I'm a new business owner and apparently only cool business owners mm. get help. So I get it. So I literally couldn't get into my emails. I didn't, I don't know what you do after you can't get under your emails. Once they're shut, they're done, especially exactly. if it's a, with a hosting company and they shut down my business. It all happened to me in my first six months. So then I was a little dejected wow. to, I have spent so much time to make this website beautiful. Mm -hmm. So then in intervals over the, over the time, you know, it, it kind of gets frustrating being a business owner, but you're like, this is my dream. This is what I want. And that's what gets exactly. you up every day. And that's why your angels come and drop you. They dropped you that check because you and your husband, and I got chills over here and it's not because I'm cold. I'm literally your story. I can tell that's why we're having a couple of broadcast uh, interruptions here too, because the right. angels are here so powerful that I like, if you could see my arms right now, all the hair standing up on it, because I know that you guys are meant to do something wonderful out here and it's not what you've been doing. It's part of what you've been doing. All that stuff is going to come into what you're doing now. And even though you don't practice the life coaching a lot, Nice. I feel like that is in your, you're going to be slowly merged into that. Just, you know, a heads up. <laughs> They're going to slowly merge you towards that way, probably. Maybe not as much in the electronic, but you're probably going to be more to the heart soul part. But just know that you can always right. incorporate everything. And you, that's what makes it even more fun because you can stand out now in your coaching niche. So mm -hmm. I think it is so awesome that your angels are trying to give you encouragement like hey don't give up and i've i've met a lot of people from nigeria i've seen a lot of you know it depends on what you're looking at this morning i was watching mm -hmm. a thing with anthony bourdain and he went to a part of i think africa and he was trying to be nice because there were so mm -hmm. many kids that were hungry so him and his crew literally mm -hmm. this lady was making food bought all like bought whole stack of thing to feed everyone right mm -hmm. but they couldn't you know you can only feed so much and he's like we were doing a good deed and then he's like five minutes later they were over there all the poor kids the big kids mm -hmm. came now the big kids started taking their food away and i was just like that is the problem mm -hmm. you know and that's why everybody wants to help mm -hmm. but then you got little diablos over there that are <laughs> This yes. wasn't for you. You need to go starve somewhere because the ones that need to eat are sitting here eating quietly. You know, they're not trying to take everybody's food. So I really feel that you live, since you live in that area and you have a heart space for this, I can see just big, I, I know we're going to hear more things about you down the road because you, you know, you don't just get everything taken away and given back right. to you because the reason why it was all taken away is because it was not you were going to go on the wrong way and your angels didn't want you to go that way. So they cleared you out. And me, I, I, I went to school to be a medical assistant, got my associate's degree, almost mm. got my bachelor's. And then what happens? I go through a divorce. <laughs> I lose everything. I go through mm. the worst divorce. Uh, it lasted a year. I ended up getting out of the medical field, 
working at call centers, I'm educated working at, you know, I feel like a job that I'm way better than. And I was really resentful for that for so long. But then my angels kept dropping these little special miracles along the way and saying, girl, you need to quit it and you need to get up. (laughs) And just because that got taken from you, always know whatever is taken from you, the universe will always replace times three. Always. Right. And that is what happened to you. So I'm really excited because I am an angel intuitive. And when I hear these stories, I've seen personal miracles and I'm still living the miracle right now with these podcasts and launching my business and really getting out there. So it's exciting to me. I'm like the one person that's going to be like, Whoa, I can't wait. You need to call me up and let me know when the next big thing happens. Cause I want to be there to personally say you're awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. And you know, it's interesting you say that because even when we had the school, we had some intentions to like have some children from the orphanage. And my husband said to me, he said, maybe we should wait a bit because we didn't want to give them part scholarship. We wanted to give them everything. So he said, maybe we should wait a bit, you know, and have more stability as a school. And I insisted. I said, no. I said, no, I feel we should do it now. Those children need it now. And so we connected with an orphanage and we picked five of their children and they had full scholarship from us. They had the meals from the school, the school uniforms, everything. The only thing we required from them was, please bring these children in the morning and make sure you pick them up at the close of school. And you know, we didn't know the school wasn't going to last for so long. It was like a lifelong dream. That was what we thought. But thank God we did that at that time because mm-hmm. the opportunity wouldn't have happened again. So I'm, I'm so glad that because of us, at least five children somewhere, they had this different experience of you know life. They had a different experience compared to what they'll probably have, you know, received out there. So it's something I reflect on and I'm just thankful for that. I'm just thankful that, you know, we gave back. My husband has always been a giver. During the very dark and difficult times, I always told myself when certain things would just happen, someone would just send money, just see money in our accounts and all that. I always thought about it, that what you sow is what you reap. Those times when he was, he was giving, sometimes at our own expense, and I would complain and say, I was asking you for this the other day. And then this person, I saw this person and she was thanking me for what you sent to her family. And he would say, relax, relax, you know, but those things came back because when we were in need, even without us like begging or asking anyone, it was always coming back to us. It's totally because you were in the divine flow and even if you're just know that if your school didn't work out then it's not a once in a lifetime thing and we say that to ourselves and me and my guy were discussing that every day people say this is the only time in my life I'll ever get to do this but if you think about it is that the only time in your life or is that the only time you think in your life that you might want to do it so i have a very good feeling that you're gonna get a little surprise so don't get too 
you know what you just think of you practice some mindfulness and i bet you all kinds of i i just see all kinds of good things popping falling down your way right now and i see that dream of the school not going away i see that that is going to come back so don't don't uh don't worry that one's coming back around but it's going to be an even better like it's going to be an awesome level. Don't let go of that dream because your dreams can always come true. It just depends if you believe in them. If you don't, then they, they're like Peter Pan and Neverland are fueled by imagination. <laughs> How has this experience permanently changed your daily mindset? That's a big one. I think I'm more positive. I'm definitely more positive. Yeah, those times come when you are almost swallowed by your circumstance or you think you are almost swallowed by I remember what we've been through i just conclude and say no it can't get worse than that we can only do better so i think that positive mindset i have that positive mindset has changed a lot of things learning to also listen to my intuition sometimes i i feel like you know, you already knew this was going to happen, but prior to all of the experiences, I would just sweep it under the rug. But now I, I learned to pay attention. I, I have an idea where I'm going, and I know we haven't gone even close to where we are destined to go. That positive mindset, learning how to be resilient and not just shiver easily. I don't like give up easily because it's like you've been to the end. So, I mean, where else can you go? You can only go up anyway. Yeah, so I think that's the way it has changed me. I like to hear that because, you know, it's all about a mindset. I always tell people yeah. you can't be happy and sad at the same time. Every day you get woken mm. up, you get woken up with a choice. Which angel on your shoulder do you want to feed today? The good or the bad mm -hmm. angel? And if you think about it that way and you go through about your day, you're like, okay, I either have the choice to be mad about this all day and let me let it ruin my day, or I have the choice to move on and do something else to fulfill my day. And it's really hard. It's easier said than done. But that yeah. is my biggest thing is reacting to people. My whole life, people drive me crazy when they start. I'll go out in the world. I don't like going out in the world very much anymore because I go out there and it's everybody's angry. People try to kill me when I'm driving because here I am minding my own business sitting in the passenger seat and somebody needs to drive almost hit my car every time and I'm like why? Why are you so angry? You know, why are you driving so fast? Because everybody knows when you get home, you're not getting home to a house that you obviously like. So why are you trying so hard to get there so fast? <laughs> Things don't make sense to me. And I've really started, I started my spiritual journey in 2017. I've always been a kind person, but sometimes I've had been notorious for if you got me mad yeah watch the fireworks explode and I you'll remember me for a while and that's just how it is because I'm not like that until I'm pushed and then you push someone yeah. hey and I tell people it's either you people either love me or they hate me but if you hate mm. me ask yourself why do you hate me and it could be because mm, I don't know I wouldn't let you 
push across my boundaries or I said no that's my favorite thing a lot of people out there that hate me because I said no and I'm like that's great I'm glad you're not my life anymore that's fantastic hey I love it's all about a mindset if people half of this stuff would really go away if we would just stop projecting all our anger and all of our stuff that we're mad about and we're disappointed about go talk to someone stop Mm -hmm. letting it out on your mailman or your Yeah, it just, it drives me crazy. I'm sorry. I had to put that out there because I am so tired of being receptor for all this hate and anger because somebody's having a bad day. You need to own that and stand up to it. And then once you do, it'll clear out. And guess what? Things get better. (laughs) You found that too. You, because you had the choice to either be angry and resentful and hateful about this whole school thing or... You have the choice to be like, okay, it wasn't good timing. Things weren't correct, but it can Mm -hmm. happen again. But it's all about a mindset choice. And I love that you, that's, I love your spirit because you're very positive and that positivity people make fun of, but you know what? You're going to find the light on the other side and you're going to be chilling, not having a problem because when you start walking in the divine flow, all those gremlins stay out of your life. I love it. I'm the most peaceful I've ever been in my whole life since I've started my spiritual mm. awakening. Do you find mm. yourself mm. being more optimistic and less confined by fear since your experience? And what are some examples? I won't lie and say sometimes the fears don't come up. There's always that fear because, for instance, we have depths where we're paying. So there's always that fear that hope will be able to meet up with you know, the next payment and then the payment after that. I'm more optimistic because it's like each passing day, there's something to be thankful for. There's a new thing to like be grateful for that has, you know, either it's a free call something out there. You know, there was this beautiful, beautiful virtual events. And, and that's the example I'm going to give. A lady was organizing she's in australia and you know she has this very big facebook group tash Cobin, and i had been following her for a while and i just loved the lady but she was having this virtual conference and because of the covid19 she was going to host it online this time around and i really really wanted to go but when i looked at the the price i was like oh no not for me this time so there's always that fear that will I be able to, will I be able to, but you know what? I just saw a post from her pop up just on Facebook and she was like, Hey, we're giving, we have some spots we want to give out to some ladies. So if you are either black or black American or, you know, it was to black ladies and I just nice. felt it that this is it. And, you know, she didn't, like, try to rub it in anyone's face. It was just simple questions, your name, where are you from, and just hit the submit button. And I woke up the next morning, and I got in. I got the scholarship, and it, it actually changed my, my business as well because it was fully packed. We had about 19 speakers. You know, something ordinarily I wouldn't have been able to attend because of so many obligations, but here I was... And I got in, you know, from all the people in the world I was in. So those are some of the the things that encourage me, you know, because I know those are not just 
ordinary gifts. They are, they are things that I know God had planned there. And I just walk into it and, you know, just take my power. So nice. it happens. And, you know, I, I look forward to them every day, every day. <laughs> I I, th- I think that's awesome because just so you know, the uh, key to abundance is gratitude. So to be yeah. in the divine flow is to be thankful for what you have, not what you're going to have. So as long as you're, you're thankful for this moment, you will never have to fear pain anything because if you ever look back, this is what really finally cemented it in my head. I've had a colorful life. I've experienced poverty and I've experienced being rich. You know, I've experienced and all Mm -hmm. the in between, but I've looked back and even on my worst days, my necessities were always met. My, I've always found a place to live and they've never been bad places. I've always found a nice, maybe not, you know, Beverly Hills, but it was a nice, quiet, <laughs> clean place. Like when yeah. I when I left my ex-husband, and he always told me, because in Colorado Springs, the uh, or Colorado period, the rent is terrible because everybody's moving down here because it's a legal state, which is the silliest thing. But that's why it's all dr- driven up. And so you literally can't find a one bedroom. It's almost like $1,100. And I was always told I was going to live in the ghetto if I mm-hmm. uh, found anything for like $600, $700. And I was like, okay, so I got to live in the ghetto. And the funniest thing is my angels found me a one-bedroom apartment. Now, granted, it was on the edge. The edge, like if you went too far mm-hmm. one way, it was bad area. If you went too far the <laughs> other way. But it was not a bad area. And, and the place they put me in these condos was in right. the back with a bunch of old people that owned the condos. So all the bad trashy people were on the other side of the complex. So that is how my angels bless me. And when I start thinking, oh man, I I watched The Secret one day. And I don't know if you've ever watched that or read the Mm. book, but that is what helped me learn manifestation. And I understand that the universe acknowledges energy. It doesn't know good or bad energy. It just knows energy. And it knows right. it's going right. to meet you whatever you put your focus on. So if you're focusing on mm. a bunch of bills coming in the mail, guess what? You're going to manifest yourself a bunch That's of bills coming in the mail. Now, if you go and manifest, say, or go into think to yourself, hey, I would like to have a $1,500 check come to me. That would be great. And I know it can happen and really believe that that can happen. You'll literally, Mm -hmm. the craziest thing before all this happened with the COVID, me and my guy were talking about people having food. People, we were talking about this and I, I don't know how we presented it to the angels, but we're like angels just made a real quick prayer. I said, I need people to have food. I'm tired of people. It's my biggest thing is I don't like people to go hungry. I've not Mm. eaten for a week before because people didn't want to share food with me. You know, it's a, it's a very terrible thing. So I asked, Hey, I would like people to have food and to have money. And then all of a sudden, I didn't ask for COVID to happen. And this is the thing about the angels is you got to ask, but you got to be very, very clear and direct, kind of like a a restaurant order, because all of a sudden, after we were talking about this for a few days, COVID hit. And then my guy was a chef 
and he got put on an unemployment, which was a miracle in itself because he had just started his his chef job maybe a couple months before. Right. So they didn't mm. have to keep him on that. But his angels blessed mm. him with food and everything. And, and then everybody got out here, they got extra on their food stamps. So that was just like, whoa. <laughs> This is pretty cool that I, because when I manifest stuff, I always ask for everybody else. I don't care because I've got to learn to do more for me, but I'm always asking for other stuff. And then when I actually see it come into fruition, I'm like, how about that? This stuff works. So that's what's really got me because I used to worry about my bills. I had $4,000 in bills a month. I don't even know what lifestyle I was living. I just know that I was... I was the only one not having money. My ex had money. I paid all the bills and somehow I was still broke. I used to stress out a lot about, about the bills and now I'm learning the bills are always going to get paid because my angels are never going to leave me high, uh, high and dry. That's the one thing your angels will right. never do. They're always will a miracle will happen just like it did mm. for you. So that's what really uh, help me to stop take away that fear because I couldn't ever I think that's what half of America worries about is our bills or you know not even America mm. the world the world worries about your bills keeping your children safe and it's right. very stressful and it's really hard to in that moment to say stop your angels got you because you can't physically see them but that's exactly. why you get all these little little things what does a daily root uh daily self-care routine look like for you since your experience what helps you keep your mind body and soul balanced to avoid disruption on your current journey that's a good question i think my faith i would have to say my faith you know it's hard when i start reflecting on the past looking at you know the recent maybe not so recent anymore but looking at the later years after that, I remember when my husband would be going to the field, he would drop loads of signed checks from his account. Money was not the problem. I wouldn't even touch it. You know, he would come back and meet his checks intact. He would complain to my mom. I left her bunches of checks. She didn't even go to the bank once. And I'm like, I don't need it because... I mean, I had more than enough. We could travel anywhere we wanted. We, we went to the U.S. We went all around. We went to Asia. We went to neighboring African countries, you know. So coming from that and, you know, living in your dad's house, it wasn't, it wasn't something fun at all. And I think what I do for self-care is just to take my mind off those times because it's like it's gone it doesn't mean it won't come back, but it's gone. Why torture yourself and feel sorry for yourself? When I get into those moods, I begin to have splitting headaches. I, I can't focus on what I have. So for me, self-care is just, hey, what has gone has gone. Take care of yourself now. I love to listen to music. Music always like changes my mood. So I listen to music. I read and you know, I actually love working on my business and there's always something to do. So when I'm not, when I don't have a client I'm working for, I face my business and it always comes out 
better. It comes out, you know, people notice more about what I do because I've put in the work. So my self-care time is just take my mind off the past, relax, and just do my work. But nice. when, when stress tries to get to me, then I just take a break. I just take a break and just close my laptop, my phones and everything and just hang out with my children and we're good. That is so important because that's the biggest thing that I tell people is self-care is not selfish and it it is more than just going to the spa and getting a pedicure. It's about sitting there and confronting your, your skeletons in your closet and not all of them at one time, please, because that'll just give you a meltdown to Looney Town, I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't encourage yeah. that because people, we always think, well, you know, because we're always about doing more. And if I do all this at once, no, don't do that. That's why your self-care is not working. Stop beating yourself up and telling yourself this and that about yourself. And the critical committee really needs to be furloughed or something because it needs to stop being up in there in your head. <laughs> Binarial beats, meditations. And now I, when I go to the library, because... Well, before uh, with COVID, people don't know boundaries. I'm literally going to put a hula hoop on myself so people can stay six feet away. So I'm loving the COVID because I love it that people aren't coughing on me and, you know, in my space because I'll bend over and I literally have people, I have a tattoo on my back and I had some person when I was younger literally point to my back which is by my butt and I'm like uh, can I help you like why do you feel okay to do I know you so but I, I love the it's about space and it's about taking nice. care of yourself and it's about doing what's good for you and clearing it out one thing at a time and really working on it you know it healing doesn't have a time people always think I gotta be healed and in a certain time and it's we're humans are the only ones that have a concept of time angels and every yeah. other astral realm has no concept of time that's why angels can be at different places they can be helping you and me in africa and america at the same time because of the fact that they don't have the time continuum there and so we are the only yeah. ones that really go on and on about time and nobody ever has enough time oh people only have enough time when everything falls down and then like it, you better make time or you're gonna lose everything and yeah. if you go to abuse people their biggest thing is don't rush me give me time i did a whole video on this because mm. it's funny that everybody has a different concept of time and what it's used for Right. And some people are so push, 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 and then other people only don't use, they squander their time and they don't use it because they're so busy looking at what's going wrong instead of knowing, hey, what's going right? If you start focusing on what's going right, right. more of that will start happening and the bad will eventually go away. It's kind of like a plant. If you stop feeding it, somebody told me that, changed my, blew my mind forever negativity is like a plant everything needs food and water to survive and if if you don't feed and water your negativity guess what it's not going to keep growing 
I'm so excited for you're here on my show today, and I'm happy that you got to share your story. What is the most important takeaway you have for our audience about the power of spirit and the beautiful miracles that it contains? I'm sure you, you already can, can tell. I think the biggest takeaway is just to keep hanging on. It doesn't matter whatever you've been through, you know, whether you've been abused or not, whatever, it, it doesn't matter. I think you should just keep up, keep hope alive because hope does not disappoint. Hope will always, you know, come out for, for anyone who believes in it. So the biggest takeaway I want people to, to hold on to is just simply just keep the hope alive. Don't give up. It, you might not see what the end looks like, but there's always light at the end of that tunnel. So just hang in there and you'll be fine. That is fantastic advice to give everyone. How can everyone reach out to you if they resonate with your message and they want to work with you today? Website is hearthustle.com. B-I-Z, that's www.hearthustle.biz. So just find a button there to just connect with me. And, and um, all my social media are also on that page. Yeah, and all of uh, your, your links will be on the bottom of this podcast as well. Okay. Thank you so much for being on our show today. I really appreciate you sharing your miracle story with us. Thank you so much, Jesse. I'm so glad I, I did my first podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. You are awesome. And you're gonna, we're going to be seeing you on more podcasts, sending out your message. I know I could feel it. So, well, there you have it, beautiful souls. Another powerful hour of angelic miracles that you have just personally witnessed. I've had goosebumps this whole show because the angels, her angels are extremely powerful, by the way, because I know that I have a lot of audio issues. And when you start having audio issues, that's because your angels are definitely here. What I would like to do, as I always do at the end of every episode, is I'd like to take time to express gratitude to all these beautiful angels that have helped us on our podcast today. And all the archangels and my spirit team and my creator. And to say thank you. Thank you for always being there. Even when I had a hard time believing, thank you. And thank you, Mm -hmm. beautiful souls, for tuning in to another miracle-filled episode of Your Angels Are Talking. Are you listening? Inspirational stories of universal miracles. Tune in next week to share in more of the love and miracles that our angels create for us daily. This is Just Intuitive Angel Healer sending all of you beautiful souls, love and light out there and healing angel vibes. Until we meet again next time, take care. <laughs>